Hey, welcome to another edition of our Coaching You Basketball Podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. Uh, tell you what, today is, um, this is a really interesting one. Uh, got a terrific friend in Mano Watson. Mano is the president of Point Guard College, PGC Basketball. Uh, some people know it by, um, you know, really in all reality, the biggest basketball camps in the U.S. Um, you know, 10,000 kids a summer go through over 100 different camps course offerings um, and the thing I like about it, it's about education it's about teaching young people how to play the right way how to play smart teach them leadership teach them values it's uh, teach them how to have a good mindset for the game not about playing games it's about learning how to play it's really about it's just like going to school so it's it's another way of doing things but this is such a successful thing it's one of the great great uh, deals in our country for men and women players, boys and girls, you know, from all the way down from middle school all the way up through college players. So Mano, uh, TJ Rosine, and, you know, their staff, you know, are, are really good friends of uh, coaching you, myself. And, um, you know, and I really, I, I really value him more importantly than as a basketball person, as a person. And, uh, you know, we get into a lot of different discussions about you know, PGC basketball, we get in discussions about, you know, uh, PGC Glazier basketball clinics, which some people that are, you know, real diehard coaching you people would say, what the hell are you talking to him about that for? Uh, but uh, it's about coaching. It's about, you know, learning. And there's a lot of different places. There's a lot of schools in the country to go and learn from. I have no problem with that. And, you know, he's a great teacher, and the guys that go there and the gals that go and teach there are terrific. So I had no problem with that. Um, and then most importantly, uh, the last part of what our discussion is about is about the Charles Mully family. It's a documentary that's coming out tomorrow that October 3rd, 4th, and 5th in the U.S., I think the 4th and 12th in Canada, and it is one of the most incredible stories of humanity that you've ever seen. And how we as a basketball community, and I mean that coaching you, PGC basketball, high school, college, and professional coaches, players, I want you to really think about contributing and trying to help build a facility in Kenya for the 2,500 children of Charles Mully. When, and you'll say, what the heck are you talking about, 2,500? you got to go see this movie, take your team to see this movie, and you'll be a better coach for it. Your team will be better and understand more about what it's about, about giving and about being in gratitude. So I think this is what, you know, it's an unusual message to start off today with, but it's one that I'm compelled to do because as coaches we're all about the right things so I think as a coach this will be something to make your week and the month of October start off in an absolutely spectacular way because you'll be about giving and that's one of the key ingredients of being a terrific coach is giving all right so uh enjoy you'll really I think get a kick out of Manawatsa he's spectacular uh enjoy it listen to our sponsors and we'll see you at the end. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. 
Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdish.com. Basketball.com or follow them on Twitter at Dr. Dish B Ball. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastCout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Hey, great to be back with our podcast. My guest today, as I told you in our introduction, Mano Watsa is the president and the head coach, I call him, of Point Guard College, PGC Basketball. Uh, Mano, my friend, uh, what an honor it is to have you on the show. Brendan, the pleasure is all mine. Excited to be talking with you today. Well, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, you and I have uh, become fast friends in the last few months, and I uh, absolutely have been a great, great admirer. Uh, I knew Dick DeVenzio. Uh, Dina Evans, I don't know, but know all about her. Um, you know, why don't we quickly introduce uh the whole founding of Point Guard College and your involvement with it. So to our audience of coaches and, and business folks that uh, listen, and I think it will really help them for those that don't know much about it. Yeah, sure thing. Happy to, Brendan. So uh, Point Guard College originated with Dick DiVenzio, who was a standout player at Duke and uh, a point guard. And, he went on to have a successful career as a professional player right around the world and then as a professional coach um, on many different continents. And Dick, had, Dick was committed to teaching players 
how to think the game, and teaching them a mindset, a unique approach to the game and even beyond the game to their lives. And so Dick created this five-day, four-night experience known as Point Guard College, and the intention was to bring in players to have a full immersion experience, to learn to see the game differently, to learn to think the game differently, and ultimately to learn to play the game differently, while equipping these players with leadership skills and communication skills to help them go back to their respective teams knowing how to run the show and how to be the coach on the court. And so Dick created that program 25 years ago, and he suddenly passed away at the age of 52. And Dina Evans, his protege, took on the program after um, having read Stuff Good Players Should Know, his best-selling book that he had written many years prior. She grew up reading it. It was her basketball Bible, and she had the opportunity to attend the Dick's Point Guard College course while she was preparing to uh, to try out for the Olympic team. She had just finished her brilliant career at the University of Virginia where she had played in three Final Fours. And uh, after she had been trained and mentored by Dick, when Dick passed away, she realized uh, the impact that he had in this really unique nationally acclaimed program needed to continue on. And so, so she decided to uh, continue his legacy and did so alone for many years, teaching the, the curriculum, running these five-day, four-night courses, um, similar to a camp, except it's uh, a hear-it-see-it-do-it model. So there's classroom sessions, film sessions, and then court sessions. And we don't just roll out the balls for the, for the players to play on court. Everything on court has been designed to reinforce the things that they learned in the classroom and through the film sessions. And she continued on his courses for many years. And then uh, I had had the opportunity to attend the Point Guard College course myself with Dick when I was in high school. And it had changed everything for me as a player, Brendan. So when, uh, when Dina reached out to me and asked if I had interest in, uh, in coming alongside her to grow the reach and impact of PGC, I was I was thrilled, and things came full circle for me and the program that had done so much for me. Um, I then had the opportunity to uh, to help more and more players and coaches be able to benefit from as well. You know, I think one of the things that uh, you know we, the coaches that are on you know love teaching the game and things like that. One of the biggest challenges of being a high school coach today, in my opinion, is that in the summer most of us don't have control over our players uh and some states have rules as far as what you're allowed to do with your players in the off season a lot of the kids right now they've run to the aau thing where they're just playing and not teaching talk about the number of camps that you have in the summer and the number of young people that you have boys and girls that go through your program and why it's so impactful and so good for kids. This is the thing that I just absolutely love about it. Sure. Uh, so this past summer we did approximately 100 courses or, uh, or camps, as we could say, um, right across North America, 90% of them being across the U.S. and 10% of them being across, uh, across Canada. And between our summer courses and then our fall weekend courses, we will have had in excess of 10,000 players and uh, 1,000-plus coaches go through our different courses. 
Now, why this is why why the PGC experience? And we have actually we've expanded, and we now have several different courses that we offer. So we still have Dick's original point guard college course, and that will always be our flagship course. But we added a few different courses as we realized there were a lot of things players needed. Uh, skills and habits prior to getting to the point guard college course, which is really a finishing school. It's kind of like once you've learned everything there is to know about playing the game as a, as a young player, then you go to PGC or the, or the point guard college course. So we created our Playmaker College course, and that's called Playmaker College 1, and then there's Playmaker College 2, two distinct courses. And those are really preparatory courses for then attending the point guard college course. And so those courses, which are then open to middle school, junior high players and high school players and the point guard college course, high school and college players, all of our courses really are a four in one. And uh, meaning there's four different aspects of, of the game that we pack into this one transformational experience. And I think that's what really uh, separates PGC from other types of camps that are just focused on one of the four or, or sometimes even just part of one of the four. Do you mind sharing the four? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in a, in a typical camp, um, e- even in a typical season for, uh, for many coaches, uh, especially with the limited time that coaches have during their season, they're trying to pack in all of their systems and strategies and tactics to prepare them to be ready to play games. And uh, in both camps and in practices, there's naturally a component of, of skill development. And so at, at all of our PGC courses, we not just um, have skill uh, development, we have what we would call our, our playmaking skills and habits. So not just, not just uh, basic skills. We, we think players can go a lot of different places to get basic skills, but we attempt to teach skills that will help players to be most effective in game situations. And we have a, a creative vocabulary that we teach both coaches and players for how to help reinforce these skills. So we like to think that we have a, a creative approach to teaching skill development. Um, but then in addition to that, part of playmaking is developing habits. So what are the habits that help to reduce the likelihood of turnovers? What are the habits that some players have that increase the likelihood of turnovers? What are the habits a good point guard has for in, in a fast break situation to create advantage situations? Those are the types of habits. What type of habits do players have that either help them to find an open teammate cutting to the basket or to miss an open teammate cutting to the basket? So not only do we focus on skills, we focus on habits as part of playmaking. The second component or really pillar of our teachings is centered around learning to think the game, their basketball IQ. And we we put a a significant focus on helping players improve their decision-making ability. Because as as you know, Brendan, it's one thing to have skills, but there are many players who have skills, but then, and even sometimes good habits, but don't know when to apply which skill. Mm-hmm. And, and so if we could take the, the, the simple example of a player penetrating to the basket, they may have learned three or four different ways to finish with a, a regular underhand layup for a finger roll or a two-foot stop or a, a spin finish or some type of sweep-over move, any number of finishes at the rim. 
but do they know when to do which one? And do they know what to look for so that they know when to do which one? So we think that's all part of learning to read the defense and to help a player improve their decision-making ability. And that falls under the, under the component or pillar for us of thinking the game. When should a player push the ball in transition? When should a player slow it down and attempt to change the tempo or momentum? Those are all aspects of learning to think the game. So that's rolled into each and every one of our courses. The third component is around leadership. What does it take to be a leader on your team? And so we, we teach players first at our, at our Playmaker College one course, how to lead themselves well. Because leadership starts with being able to lead yourself. I and need then to, in get, our Playmaker I need to College, sign up for that one, okay? But like <laughs> <laughs> um, I've spent time with you, Brendan. You've got that one down. I think okay. <laughs> but it's, and, I needed then, a little confidence uh, boost today, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good leader. And then, yeah, the, the, well, the second level is then being able to lead another person, being able to inspire, being able to encourage one other, being able to get your teammate to go to the gym with you and not just shoot around but do something productive, being able to make your partner better in practice, so being able to lead one other. And then finally, at our Point Guard College course, so that's our Playmaker College 2 course with that emphasis, and then at our Point Guard College course, how do you lead an entire team? And how do you lead in different circumstances? When you're the youngest player in the team, when you have no formal leadership role, how do you lead? When you have players that are selfish or players that seem to be lazy, how do you lead? And so we teach all, um, all the different aspects of leadership and communication, uh, as, of course, communication and relationships are such a crit critical part of good leadership. So that's the third component. And then the fourth component is mindset. What mindset does a player need to have to be able to handle pressure situations, to be able to step into their biggest game, the biggest game of their career and thrive? What mindset does a player need when they're going through a slump? What mindset does a player need when they're dealing with difficult teammates or a difficult coach? What mindset does a player need when they're sitting on the bench because their coach has chosen to bench them and they're not getting in the game. We teach an approach, not just to the game, but an approach to life that would be, relatively speaking, Brendan, uncommon, an uncommon approach. And, and uh, we think champions are uncommon. That's why there's so few of them. And so we, te we teach you really a, uh, players how to be special in everything they do on the court, in the classroom, and in their lives. And that all starts with their approach or their mindset. So those are the four different components or pillars of what we pack into a five-day course. And then what makes a course special is we weave all of those five together. So it's not like they just go to the classroom and hear about leadership and then they go on court and, and do their work on their skills and habits. They don't just go in a film session, learn about mindset, and then it's forgotten about. In all four of those components, mindset, leadership, playmaking, and, and learning how to think the game are all interwoven into every moment of every day. And that's what makes the experience so unique and so transformational for players. I want to sign up. I'm ready to go. No, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's a fabulous program. And, you know, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, what you guys have done is, you know, for those players that are really learning, I think it will give them, it gives them confidence because they're learning the right way. 
And they're mm-hmm. not just. And a lot of kids, I think, get discouraged if their talent isn't equal to the competition that they're playing. It's not good enough. All of a sudden, they don't get in the game. No one's talking to them. They lose confidence and they stop playing. This, I think, shows them. And and again, one of the key features of your camp is it's not. There's no games played at your camp, correct? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that goes back to what you mentioned in terms of the number of games players play in the, in mm-hmm. the summer. Dina Evans used to regularly say, it's better to work on getting good than getting seen. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no point in getting seen if there's nothing to make you stand out from everyone else. But if you focus on getting good, then, then there'll be value when it is time to get seen. But coming on back to what you mentioned about confidence there, Brendan, what jumps to mind is there are, there are the things that we teach at our PGC courses are things that any player can excel at. So not every player is going to be able to jump out of the gym. Few players are going to grow to six foot nine. And there's even a limited number of players who are going to become the deadliest shooter in their conference. Although we know with, with practice and the right training and repetition, players can become outstanding shooters. But uh, with that being said, any player can learn to be a better teammate. Any player can discover how to maximize their abilities by training more effectively and more consistently. Every player can develop habits that make them look poised and that make them look precise and that make them look powerful on the court even if they're undersized. So we don't just teach players. um, We're not, um, maybe better to say it this way. We teach players how to play bigger than their size because of what they learn about mindset, what they learn about leadership, and what they learn about effective skills and habits. And so I think players leave a PGC course with a great deal of confidence because they realize that they can be successful in the game of basketball and make a significant contribution to their program regardless of their na- their genetics or their natural giftings. A lot of people might think I'm a little crazy on my next topic, topic I want to discuss with you, but uh, I think when you, you know me, um, I'm about the game and stuff. So, um, you know, talk to me about... Uh, what you've done with your association with Glazier in PGC clinics that you have these clinics that are all over the country that get record numbers of people right now, the most in the business and kind of what your purpose is and what, why you're doing it. Yeah, sure. And and Brendan, let me just say and reiterate what I've said to you uh, outside of this, uh, this podcast how much I respect you being about the game. And uh, even though we're, we're both running uh, programs for coaches that you would even ask that question, just speak volumes about who you are and and your commitment to the game. So thank you for that. We'd be pleased to share a little bit uh, about what, uh, what we're doing with our PGC Glacier coaching clinics. So our PGC Glacier coaching clinics are, are really an extension of our summer courses. So with, uh, with the volume of coaches that were attending our courses in the summer, hungry to learn how we teach and how we create the transformation that we do in such a short period of time. As you can imagine, when, when, a, when a player comes back, a coach sends them to PGC and they come back a different player or a different kid or a different leader, the, the immediate question for the coach becomes, uh, 
how did you just, how did that just happen? And how did that happen in such a short period of time? And so the inquisitive coach then attends one of our courses to see how they can take the concepts back and, and teach them to the rest of their players. And what we realized was there, there's a lot of aspects of the game we're not able to cover in our summer courses, as our summer courses have the uh, have, have those four different components or pillars, um, but we can't cover off all the different dimensions of coaching that uh, a good coach needs to be equipped with. So we we decided to step into coaching clinics specifically to help to reinforce the things that we were already. Um, teaching coaches and applying with our players in our summer courses, but also to um, to round them out with other aspects of the game and specifically to unpack for them the teaching methodologies by which we approach our summer courses and to share with them how they can uh, approach their teams in the very same way. So, for example, one of the things coaches notice and are often struck by in our summer courses is that there'll be 120 athletes in our, our gymnasiums, and in the session, 120 players, we get buy-in very, very quickly. And these coaches see these players buying in with uh, and what they would define as an unparalleled level of spirit, enthusiasm, hustle, and focus. And what coaches commonly say is, I can't understand how you got 120 players to give their undivided attention and to work at that level of of hustle and work ethic for not just an hour, but the entire day and, in fact, over, over five days. And so then at our coaching clinics, we unpack how do you do that and how do you do that as a coach? How do you get buy-in and how do you bring the best out of your players without having to use fear-based tactics, for example, without having to use anger, humiliation, punishments, um, or, or, or threats in order to get the best out of your players because our directors don't use any of those and they're able to pl- you utilize intrinsic motivators for the players to help them be at their best and to help them achieve their best. And so at our coaching clinics, we, we spend a lot of time talking to coaches about their approach to coaching and who they want to be as a coach and the difference that they want to make as a coach, and uh, and we equip them with the strategies and X's and O's and um, out of bounds plays and, and ways to handle different zone defenses and all of those things as well. But uh, even more so, we want to equip coaches with how to make a difference in their players' lives and how they can help their players to maximize their potential, not just on the court, but to impact them and equip them to be a leader on and off the court as well. Well, you know, there's a a minimum of 40,000, that might be conservative schools, uh, you know, with X amount of coaches on the boys and girls side in high school men's and women's side in college and of course in the pros uh and every one of us is on a journey to keep learning so i compliment anyone that is doing it and anyone that's having the success that you guys are doing i think it's fabulous i think there's not one way to learn in this country and and obviously in this world but i really um i think it's just fabulous what you guys are doing and uh, couldn't be prouder, more proud of what you're doing and, uh, and the guys that you have involved with you and stuff. It, that is just terrific. So continued success on that, Mono. Mm, well, appreciate it, Brendan. And, you know, 
that even with the reach that we have with coaches and the enormous reach that you have with coaches, as you said, just the sheer volume of coaches across the U.S. and around the world, um, even if we were both to uh, increase our reach tenfold, we would still be not reaching all the coaches out there. So it, it really does require a combined effort for all of us with our different programs to be helping to inspire, equip, and educate coaches. Well, I think what, you know, and, and this is not a pat on the back for me, it's more for you, is that I think what we're about and what about coaching you is about what PGC basketball has been about and it will continue to be about is about we're very selfless and we're about uh, helping young people and about mm-hmm. helping coaches. Amen. End of story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is it. And, and we, you know, men's game, women's game, uh, you know, we're colorblind. We, we are ethnically blind. We're economically blind. All we want to do is help those that need it. And, you know, we both believe that, you know, in a coaching standpoint, you know, coaching is about taking people, kids, adults, where they can't take themselves. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, and I just, anywhere, any way that we can interest coaches in getting better, I think is just fabulous. And, and for yeah. some, it's just this podcast that might be the only exposure they have to getting better. And that's okay. Yeah. And I think that's why, uh, why we hit it off as, as yep. quickly as we did, Brandon, and why I was certainly drawn to you and eager to spend more time with you, our, our shared values and, and vision and uh, and the the intention and mission to impact the game and to impact the the way the game is played and taught. Well, I think intention is a proper word. I think we both have intentions to kind of change the world that we can uh, at least contribute to uh, in many ways, not just the darn ball, the way it you know bounces and stuff, but just people's lives. And you know, and and you shared with me. Uh, this summer, uh, a project that's been near and dear to you for the last several years, and uh, man, I was drawn to that. And and we both know that if you want to lead people, you gotta you gotta first get them in the heart and then in the head. You know, forget the body. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, it's all about head and the heart and leadership. And and boy, oh boy, uh, you really you really hit me with the Charles Mully uh, family story. Ken, I want you to share and, and in great detail, and then we'll, we'll come back and talk uh, you know, about the movie and about some ideas that we have for our listeners, how they can help, okay? So take me through the Charles Mully family and uh, uh, the, the, that whole situation, which is absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Delighted to. So I uh, I happened to have the, the privilege of hearing Charles Mully speak. I didn't know who he was at the time. Um, I just knew he, he was coming to my area, and I had, had the opportunity to hear him. And I was just blown away by his story. To go from being an abandoned child growing up on the streets of Nairobi in Kenya to then find a way to educate himself and then go on to be a successful businessman and then to build an empire and become one of Kenya's most successful and wealthy businessmen only to have uh, to to then have a, a calling to return to the streets except this time to uh, rescue and rehabilitate and in fact adopt 
kids who were without hope as he was as a child. And so he decided to give up his empire, his fortune. Um, he, he gave up everything, he and his family, in order to devote the rest of his life to rescuing and rehabilitating abandoned, oftentimes drug-addicted, um, diseased street kids who had no family and had no hope. And they started with one or two. They moved to dozens. They moved to hundreds. And now they have thousands of kids, and many of whom they have not only rescued, but they have actually gone through the legal process and adopted, um, resulting in the Mully Children's family and the Mully family being the largest family in the world. When I heard the story and, and heard that they were taking care of at any given time over 2,500 kids, I was so blown away, Brendan, that I, I said to my wife, I leaned over and whispered to her, <laughs> I want to go see this firsthand. And so uh, six months later, I jumped on a plane and I went to, uh, to Kenya um, and um, spent a few days there just seeing firsthand their schools that they had created, their libraries, their dorms, the, the cafeteria, everything that they had, had created, their farms to help with them being um, to be self-sustainable. Um, they got heavily into farming and the kids participate and the community participates. And I was so blown away by, by their work and the fact that they were using sports as part of the re rehabilitation process. And you and I both know the impact and the, the character qualities that can be developed through sport. Well, they recognized that as well. And so they had been using gymnastics and karate and soccer um, to assist with this, and I asked them if they had a, a desire to use basketball. And they said, we would love to, we just don't have the facilities, and we don't have anyone to teach us. And uh, I, I felt called and compelled to assist with that, and I said, I'd love to be a part of the solution to both those two things. And that began us on a journey to help uh, to bring uh, the MCF Sports Center to life. And so, uh, so came back and through our PGC community and those, uh, those that, that would be our an extension of our PGC community and other basketball organizations and basketball companies have all partnered together. We've raised nearly $400,000 towards the building of the MCF Sports Center. And it's a, a two-court indoor gymnasium that will be used for basketball, volleyball, indoor soccer, um, weight training, gymnastics, karate. And it's just going to serve uh, uh, thousands of kids. And they are now two-thirds done. We started the building project in 2016. They're, they're two-thirds done. They still need to put on the roof and, and then put it in the flooring. And the goal is to be complete within the next nine months. And we're, we're just continuing this fundraising effort to, uh, um, to be able to finish this final third of the facility. And so it's an incredible story, Brendan. And, and then, of course, the, his documentary, which had become an award-winning win um, film festival documentary internationally, right, right across the world, um, has then come to theaters across the U.S. and Canada um, from October 3rd to the 5th. 
And so really excited because suddenly this story, which for the most part has been relatively speaking under the radar, his book, Father to the Fatherless, has become a best-selling book, but, uh, but his film, which is just a beautiful portrayal of his life and what they have done there to really change Kenya, um, is, uh, is now, this story is going to be now known to millions uh, across the U.S. as it's going to be shown in over 700 theaters. Um, and so that's uh, really, really exciting. Well, we're sending out an email today. We're partnering with PGC Basketball uh, Coaching You, and we're, we're sending out an email to all of our followers. Uh, I'll put some stuff on Twitter uh, as we did last week. And uh, we encourage every coach, men, women's coach, youth, high school, college, or pro, to participate in this because these kids you're going to change kids lives you're going to change the you we all want to change the world this is a way we can do it i'm also going to try to get our nba players association uh, to participate and of course nba teams uh, because this is what it's about and i think it's a great fundraising thing for a high school team or a college team that they can get involved uh you know tell them uh if you can where they can uh, send donations or how they can contact you. However, what is best, uh, Mano, to do? Sure. Well, first of all, for any coaches, for those coaches who would like to take their entire team, I loved your idea, Brendan, around that teams going to see it in coaches. And, and then not only is, is the documentary an inspiring, moving um, documentary, but it, it also shows the power of one person to make a difference and the power that each one of us have to to make a difference in the lives of others and it uh, i it certainly inspired me to think beyond myself so for for any any coach or an entire team it'd be so valuable to be able to uh, take in this documentary so to find a, a theater near you uh, you can go to mullymovie.com. That's M-U-L-L-Y movie.com. And so that has the uh, the full listing of theaters uh, across North America and times from August 3rd to the 5th in, uh, in the U.S. And it's playing October 4th and October 12th in Canada. And details about the movie and about the story of, of Charles Mully, um, as well as how to donate, are there as well. And, of course, if, uh, if a team decided to watch the documentary and then as a team, as you had mentioned, and then chose to do a, a fundraiser or fundraising efforts to help support either the Mully Children's Family at large or to contribute towards the building of the MCF Sports Center, well, that would just be phenomenal and would be such a blessing. I really encourage uh, all of us, to, uh, you know, coaching you. We're going to make a do- sizable donation to it, and we uh, we just believe in uh, in giving people a chance. And I I think this is a great great cause. And I think and I I thank you, uh, Mano, for sharing this with me uh, in our discussions before before because it's absolutely life changing. And uh, the movie is spectacular. Uh, the story is so real. Uh, this guy is great. I mean, what a hero he is, Charles Mully. And uh, I, I got I got two kids and five dogs. I don't know how the hell he's coping with 2,500. God darn, he's amazing. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, those kids who are now even grown up absolutely love this guy. 
I mean, it's just amazing what a what a guy he is. And so he's actually a saint on earth walking around, this fellow. And uh, I think it's a great story, and it's really fantastic. Uh, Mano, thanks so much for sharing today. Uh, you know, you're you're such a special guy. You're so great for the game, but you're you're better for people, and that that's mm-hmm. meant as a, the ultimate compliment to you and uh, to your team at PGC. Uh, you got a great group of uh, guys and gals that that help you, and uh, they're all about the right stuff, which is what I love. And so, uh, appreciate our friendship, uh, value it tremendously, and uh, look forward to our next talk later in the week. Um, much appreciated, Brendan, and thank you for your kind words. Uh, I just find myself inspired by uh, by others like yourself who uh, who have such a passion for the game and a passion for making a difference in this world and in the lives of others, and that, that just further compels me to uh, to continue what we're doing to uh, to serve and equip players and coaches. So thank you for being a light in the basketball world, my friend. And thank you for the privilege of, of joining you on your show. Well, hey, uh, coaching you, uh, we love talented people. And my friend, you are one. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, thank you, Brandon. M- much appreciated. 